celebrated American author Agnes Repelier says, "The impulse to travel is one of the hopeful symptoms of life." How true. Hope is all I have. Welcome to this podcast of my stories based on my new book Global Nomad. I am Dan Mayur. In this series of episodes dealing with people, places and politics, I share with you some of the fascinating experiences I have had during my travels in various parts of the world. In this episode, let us explore the beautiful city of Bangkok, capital of Thailand and truly the ultimate playground of the world. So, sawadikap. That is common greeting in the Thai language. Bangkok was made famous by American soldiers engaged in a long no-win war in neighboring Vietnam in the 1960s and 70s. This was their coveted destination for periodic rest and relaxation breaks. But today, Bangkok has taken over Paris, London and New York as the most popular tourist destination in the world. And that is for good reason. Europe is all history and culture. Places like Hawaii and Bali are all play and rest. But Bangkok provides a healthy mix of history and culture, rest and relaxation like no other place in the world. Americans and Europeans come to Bangkok for its year-round warm weather, relatively low cost of living and great hospitality. Now the Chinese and Indians with their newfound wealth are flocking in droves to this city. In comparison, squeaky clean Singapore is too boring and Hong Kong too expensive. I see several reasons that make Bangkok immensely popular. Food, shopping, nightlife, sightseeing and business. And there is one more reason and the most important one the infectious smile of the thai people but that does not surprise me at all with the kind of divinely delicious food they have and those gorgeous girls around everybody here should be smiling cbs newsman bernard kalb spent a lot of time in southeast asia he says bangkok is a rejuvenating tonic The people here seem to have found the magic elixir. Life has not been wasted on the Thai people. I am in love with Bangkok as much as I am with Paris, perhaps a tad more. My decades-long love affair with the city started when I used to visit Bangkok regularly as the project manager for an American company working on major petrochemical projects for the government of Thailand. In the last 20 years, Bangkok had changed dramatically. Its sleazy image has been cleaned up, although its steamy nightlife still remains a part of its lure to many. The city has an amazing construction boom with skyscraping office towers, hotels and apartment buildings mushrooming all over. It is a shopper's paradise and it has become a truly attractive city with world-class transportation fabulous hotels and incredible food the aroma and spicy taste of which is especially appealing to the connoisseurs of 
culinary delights traveling through asia coming or going anywhere i make it a point to take a break for a few days in bangkok parking myself in one of my favorite hotels in the city the royal orchid sheraton the adjacent oriental and shangrila all on the beautiful chao phraya river and the historic dusithani on lumpini park have been my homes away from home for years they are all fabulous hotels with unmatched service and every imaginable creature comfort each room comes with a butler promptly attending to every need spoken or unspoken legend has it that in your room you go to the bathroom in the middle of the night for 2 minutes and by the time you return to your bed it is all made up with fresh new sheets fortunately i was never a subject of such encroachment the thai name for bangkok is krung thep mahanakhon or simply krung thep it means the city of angels it occupies about 600 square miles in the chao phraya river delta over 14 million people live in the bangkok metropolitan region that is one fifth of the national population i see this as a pattern all over the world a few cities have a significant portion of the country's population the presence of us military personnel in southeast asia during the vietnam war had a major impact on the development of thailand following the us withdrawal from vietnam in 1973 japanese businesses took over as leaders in investment the expansion of export oriented manufacturing led to the development of the financial markets in bangkok the rapid growth of the city continued through the investment boom of the 1980s and early 1990s when thailand became one of the seven tigers of the southeast asian economy it was during this period that i got involved with the petrochemical projects that brought me several times to bangkok the city is now an international hub for airline transport the arts fashion and entertainment of the 10 asean countries thailand is number 3 in per capita gdp right behind singapore and malaysia and way ahead of other neighboring countries i have a panoramic view of the chao phraya from my room at the sheraton bangkok has done a remarkable job of commercial development on both sides of the river that meanders through the city finally emptying into the gulf of thailand about 25 kilometers to the south night time in bangkok provides a scintillating experience as darkness falls the city skyline comes alive with neon signs brightly lighted markets and exclusive hotel bars the chao phraya presents yet another level of glitter across from my hotel on the opposite bank is icon siam an ultra modern shopping mall the place shines like a dreamland and with brilliantly lighted dinner boats cruising up and down the river you are in a surreal atmosphere straight out of fairy tale books historically the chao phraya fed several canals or klongs as they are called covering the city 
They served as the primary means of transport until the late 19th century when modern roads began to be built. Most people then lived near or on the river and the city was known as the Venice of the East. Indeed, cities like Venice, Amsterdam and St. Petersburg are a living proof that bodies of water like canals, rivers and lakes add to the beauty and functionality of a city and impacts its whole character. Once upon a time, the canals were important cultural hubs of Bangkok. But now, urban sprawl has taken its toll on this city as it has on every major metropolis in the developing world. To meet the ever-expanding demand for space, many of these canals have been filled in and paved over. What a shame! A few still remain serving as major drainage channels, transport routes or floating markets. You see heavily laden barges carrying fresh produce and building materials up and down the river. When Bangkok was a small trading town, its inhabitants built their houses on stilts on the banks of the Klongs, some of which still stand. Locals paddled their longboats, piled high with fruits and vegetables along the river banks. Some boats are fitted with tiny little kitchens, cooking soups, seafood and noodles, but all are fitted with comely Thai girls peddling their stuff. Just as some of the megacities of the world, like Mumbai and Jakarta or Rio, Bangkok is a city of contrast, although it seems a little more relaxed than others. Of course, central Bangkok is a blur of motorbikes, tuk-tuks or three-wheelers and taxis darting between the high-rise apartments and office towers. The rich and poor, the old and the modern, seem to blend and coexist here a lot better than in any other part of the world. Perhaps it is the impact of the tolerance that Buddhism preaches. Almost 90% of the population here is Buddhist. Thailand has a unique distinction. Despite its pacifist Buddhism, in the past 100 years, this country has seen about 20 military coups and 20 different constitutions, the highest of any country in the world. Yet, the street life here seems as calm and people as peaceful as ever with little trace of past upheavals. Spiking up between the malls and tower blocks are the gilded chedi, the bell-shaped relic chambers of the Buddhist temples that provide places of worship and solace throughout the city. Thailand has a constitutional monarchy like Britain and the country loves, respects and admires its royalty without reservation. Even the military coup here happens with royal blessings. No matter how often I visit Bangkok, I always discover something new. Maybe a hidden temple in a side street or a new street food delicacy. It is ever-changing and it is beautiful. Bangkok, the city of angels, is not just for angels. Some travelers come here purely for material reasons that please the senses. Outstanding food, great shopping and sensuous nightlife that can be as wild and raunchy as you would like. Others come for more noble reasons. To see the great monuments of the Buddhists, to understand their philosophy and to experience their spirituality.
and then there are other attractions local art products beautiful paintings and carvings exquisite handicrafts exotic khon dances and delightful thai music the fact is that this city thrives on tourism and it is awake all the time the modern and the traditional the respectable and the sleazy all coexist here as do the monks and the pimps to each his own they say you see what you seek and you get what you pay for despite all attractions or distractions i think travel is about one thing gastronomy for me the biggest appeal of bangkok is thai food people all over the world admire french italian and chinese haute cuisines these have attained a coveted art form but i think thai food with its focus on fresh ingredients palate teasing healthful spices and condiments like garlic ginger coriander green peppers and lemongrass is in a class by itself while most hotels have multiple restaurants featuring continental food and american style steaks i voraciously seek out authentic thai restaurants i love pad thai spicy noodles with fresh veggies peanuts eggs and meats of your choice and i relish the red curry with rice it all goes down so well with the local singa beer and for dessert i am sold on local specialties decadent coconut ice cream and sticky rice with mango nothing like it mm mm good restaurant food is great but usually quite expensive and it often takes time especially in fancy places the real fun and adventure are in trying out street food my friends especially those from places like delhi lucknow and indore in india can vouch for that despite the great restaurants and malls much of the commerce in developing countries like thailand and india is done in the streets be it food or any kind of consumer goods american mega stores like walmart and target have great difficulty taking root in such countries small rules the world here thais love to eat al fresco the sidewalks here are full of vendors dishing out delicacies like egg rolls dim sum noodle soup fried rice roasted beef bami mudang that is noodles with barbecued pork chicken fish and shrimp balls all with an endless variety and this is the best part endless variety of spicy sauces neatly arranged in a series of uniform little porcelain bowls i love the aroma of crispy prachek pet yang or roast duck with wafts of lime and chili and oh the exotic cut fruit what a display it is a delightful sight to see a thai lady serving fresh hot food to the people huddled around her modest stall sitting on little metal stools and dipping into their large bowls with chopsticks they seem happy i love it happy people make me happy you are listening to a global nomad podcast i am dan mayur
Bangkok is food and Bangkok is shopping. The endless variety and bottomless inventories make this a shopper's paradise. Worldwide, there is an explosion of consumer goods thanks to the Chinese export machine. Some of that finds its way on the Bangkok streets. Bangkok also boasts a large number of fabulous world-class malls. I keep wondering who in this developing not so rich country buys these ultra expensive high fashion goods apparently they do some of the most exclusive bangkok malls are on the chao praya river these glittering mega complexes feature just about every high fashion designer in the world gucci lauren fendi zara swarovski armani chanel Givenchy, Cardin, Cartier, Versace, Ferragamo, Dior, Prada, just to name a few. It is an exhibition of the, for the and by the fashionista, rich and famous. Ladies love Thailand for two things, its luxurious silks and its amazing jewelry, especially of gold and precious stones. There are lapidaries and jewelry factories around town many open to tourist visits and there are specialty boutiques galore loaded with fabulous merchandise and staffed with the friendliest of sales force at the height of the vietnam war bangkok became famous for its sex tourism thanks to the american gi whether it is the openness of the thai culture and its easy acceptance of human sexuality or the unfortunate fact of economic necessity Sex trafficking has always been rampant in Bangkok. There are sleazy hotels where a girl comes with the room, nightclubs and shows depicting explicit sex acts, gay bars, escort services that cater to every fancy of the dollar-rich customer, and luxurious massage joints that front for houses of prostitution. In fairness, there are also genuine massage parlors that offer outstanding traditional Thai massage of great therapeutic value for a relatively low cost. Nevertheless, it is sad to see pretty girls in their tender teens and twenties selling themselves to rowdy fun seekers from unknown lands. Every now and then, you see a bald-headed, pot-bellied elderly man grabbing on to a scantily dressed young thing of his granddaughter's age. Some of them bring their girls home to Europe or America. They marry them. They change their lives. Sociologists can analyze whether this is good or bad. The fact is that this is a supply-demand issue and there is inevitable sexploitation. You can divide the world as you please by race or religion or creed or any other criterion. But in reality, there are only two classes, the haves and the have-nots. And one way or the other, the haves exploit the have-nots. Despite all its attractions, the real essence of Bangkok for me is in its artistic and spiritual offerings. The entire country of Thailand has an exhaustive array of well-maintained, serene Buddhist temples and monasteries. You see Buddha images just about everywhere and you feel the influence of Hindu culture in Thai daily life, their beliefs and religious rituals. I recognize some of the words and names of people and places 
as Sanskrit based. I also saw the influence of ancient Indian languages Pali and Ardhamagadi. The last 10 Thai kings have been named Rama, King Rama 1 to King Rama 10, the current monarch. It gives me a strange but pleasing feeling that these Chinese looking people speaking an undecipherable language and writing in an entirely different script should know so much about the Hindu epic Ramayana and its characters Ram and Sita Hanuman and Ravana Many of the Thai paintings depict the stories of Ramayana on my living room wall above the fireplace hangs a beautiful picture that I acquired years ago at an art exhibition at the Dusit Thani Hotel It shows the Ram Ravana yuddha the eternal battle between good and evil I was delighted to find that it is a replica of a painting on the inside wall of the Grand Palace in Bangkok one of the greatest tourist attractions in the world Thai sculpture almost exclusively depicts images of the Buddha The preponderance of Buddha paintings and images here reminds me of the endless images of Jesus Christ in churches around the world. I have always loved fine English bone china and its stylish colorful patterns. In Thailand, I found something that surpasses the English china in its beauty. Benjarong. Benjarong is painted Thai porcelain. with delicate repetitive forms usually geometric or floral in brilliant colors enamel colors are applied and overglazed creating a swelling effect on the surface the process is highly labor intensive since each color is applied individually and the piece is kiln fired after each application what joy it is to pick up a piece every time i am in thailand Thailand is inseparably related to Buddhism. According to it, life is a suffering experienced within a cycle of birth, death and rebirth. The root causes of suffering are the three poisons: ignorance, attachment and anger. It says that the wheel of samsara or rebirth rotates eternally. One dies and is reborn in one of the various forms according to one's conduct. Nirvana means escaping this cycle and it can be attained only by eliminating desire. Rebirth as humans offers opportunities to attain nirvana by doing good while you are alive in this world. According to this philosophy, Buddha is the great healer of human suffering. The way out of this suffering is to follow his teachings. Buddhism has no supreme divine being or a creator god it is a way of life buddha is more like a teacher a guide a friend about 500 million people in the world today are estimated to be his followers buddhism is not dogmatic or evangelical you can practice it or adopt elements of it as you please A philosophy like that works for me. Of the numerous Buddhist temples and shrines in Bangkok, the Emerald Buddha 
in the grand palace the reclining buddha nearby and the wat arun on the river are my favorite sites mainly for their art the grand palace is a complex of buildings at the heart of the city historically it was the official residence of the thai kings now it is used only for royal ceremonies and state functions every one of the buildings on these fabulously landscaped grounds is an architectural masterpiece there is an interesting story about its construction some of the building materials were obtained from the old capital city of ayutthaya which was destroyed in 1767 during a war with burma on king rama once orders workers dismantled ayutthaya's forts and palaces took the bricks and ferried them down the chao phraya river by barge to bangkok there they were used in the construction of the grand palace the most sacrosanct temple of the emerald buddha or wat phra keu is the heart of the grand palace it is surrounded by a series of walled cloisters with seven different gates featuring classical thai architecture with ornate carvings and meticulous artwork it is almost always filled with people wall to wall all carrying their shoes in their hands in a plastic bag that you get at the entrance you discard the bag at the exit footwear is taboo in front of buddha much like that in hindu temples the mass of humanity that inundates this place parallels the crowds at the vatican on christmas eve there are so many chinese japanese and koreans among the visitors here that you instantly become a believer in this century being the asian century europe is declining asia is growing and booming i see the proof of that in the crowds here wat pho located directly south of the grand palace is the famous temple of the reclining buddha this is where i saw the largest collection of buddha images in thailand many of them in shining polished brass and other materials of construction the image of the gilded reclining buddha represents the entry of buddha into nirvana at the end of all reincarnations the posture of the image is referred to as sihasayas a sleeping lion the figure is 15 meters high and 46 meters long and it is one of the largest buddha statues in the world imagine that 46 meters it is half the length of a football field the soles of buddha's feet are inlaid with mother of pearl this is a work of art of gigantic proportions in terms of sheer beauty wat arun remains my favorite also known as the temple of dawn or the sun temple it derives its name from the sanskrit word arun for sun what joy it is to visit this heavenly place early in the day the first light of the morning reflecting off the temple walls with pearly iridescence makes a truly breathtaking sight the main feature of wat arun is its central prang a stupa like pagoda or tower encrusted with colorful porcelain It is about 250 feet tall with corners surrounded by four smaller towers. 
They are embellished with seashells and bits of porcelain. Legend has it that this material is fragments of the ballast used in boats coming to Bangkok from China. The central tower is topped with a trident of Shiva, worshipped by Hindus. Around the base of the tower are various figures of ancient Chinese soldiers and animals. Over the second terrace are four statues of the Hindu god Indra riding on Eravan, his favorite elephant. I think Vat Arun represents a unique combination of Hinduism and Buddhism and the architectural influences of Indian, Khmer and Chinese styles. This is Sarva Dharma Sahishnuta in action. Buddha and Shiva and Indra all coexist here. Take the best from everywhere. Live and let live. Pray to whom you please, how you please. You have been listening to Global Nomad. This is Dan Mayur. I am delighted that we share the passion for travel, exploring places and knowing people. Let us build together a community of enlightened travelers. Join me for another episode next week. Until then, let us listen to some beautiful Thai music. So long.